Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of Sotorial Talks. Hello, Sonia, how do you do? Okay today, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well, you know why? Because we're at home and at last we have our team back with us. We have Cosmos, he's coming from Greece. How do you do Cosmos? Yeah, he says he's doing very well. Uh, we're so happy to be back with you, my friends. And today uh, we're going to continue uh, a podcast, uh, which will be also a filmed podcast, of something that we spoke about a long time ago. It was, I think it was in... November or December of 2019, but unfortunately something uh, difficult happened in this planet. There was, um, we can say today, Sonia, that there was a time before COVID. It seems like another era almost, and then we are still in the, I don't know if we're in the middle or at the end of it, at least in Europe, we are a little bit getting better now, but life has changed a lot for many people. And so today, instead of continuing um, reading this article, you remember the title of the article it was? I think it was How the Power Suit Lost Its Power. How the right? Power Suit yeah. Lost Its Power. I, I really like how good is your memory. Yeah, it's not always. <laughs> Because you looked at the computer a little bit? Maybe. Yes. And so the, 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 the baseline of this article was the suit was once the uniform of the powerful and a requirement for every man. Now, people mostly wear a suit when they are in trouble. I think this man was making a reference to what happened to Mark Zuckerberg when he had to go in front of the Congress. Or anybody who has to go in front of court, um, most of the time they're advised to wear a suit. Yes, so, yes, yeah. yes. And it was, uh, I remember we were a little bit, uh, well, not offended, but we were challenging this thought, which is kind of the majority, the thought of the vast majority saying that, well, you know, dressing is for the older guys and it's a, a sign of wearing a tie and a suit. It's like, um, how do you say, are your key? It's a sign of are your key for the... It was a uh, message of that the only reason you would wear a suit is because you're forced to wear a suit. Exactly. That's what I took from it exactly. anyway. Exactly. And that's a total talk since a long time. Uh, what we do, we, we, we preach for that and we say, okay, if you don't want to wear a suit, don't wear a suit. You don't have to, you don't have to wear a suit anymore. You don't have to dress up anymore. That's why it's more fun to wear a suit. It's your choice. Exactly, because you choose it. And then we have this new generation that is following us and a few others on the planet. There was a motorbike passing yeah, I heard by that. in the street. Yeah, we're live here. So I we love can motorbikes. Hear noises, noises in the street. Yeah. And, uh, and so we have this new generation of young gentlemen and not so young gentlemen I'm um, speaking of myself, that love to dress up because we want to dress up. So something different. But then something happened and I had to put my glasses on because I can't see very well, because I'm not so young anymore. And then it was the 18th of June. You know, for the 18th of June for us in France, it's a very important date. You know why? Because it was the, where the General de Gaulle did his call from London to ask the French people to to make a rebellion and to stand up against the Nazis. So the 18th of June, but this 18th of June for us was also a good surprise because can you believe it, Sonia? In the financial times, a man called Robert Armstrong, uh, I think he's the US, I don't think he is the US finance editor. So it's an important writer. At the financial time, he wrote an article which title is... We, we will, will dress up again. We will dress up again. And the, um, the punchline is the demise of the suit and ties has been greatly exaggerated. Alleluia. 
Yes, I, I, I didn't. On board. I was not sure I would have. Uh, I will see this during my lifetime that somebody would write, "We will dress up again." How does it feel to read this? Well, it, it did seem unlikely, but of course, nothing surprises me with the media, you know. And that's a part of the media's allure: is its unpredictability. If they're saying the same thing all the time, obviously, it's going to get a little dry. Yeah, but maybe it's a little credit. To the fact that people, not only us, but people like us over the world have been, you know, working hard and say that maybe dressing up, it's kind of a, it can be also a new way of life. Well, also when something's taken away from you, it makes you appreciate it more. It makes you maybe want to do it again. Like the, the privilege to dress up and go out was taken away from us because of COVID. And it made people have that hunger to do it again because... We missed it. This is precisely you very good, Sonia, because this is a fantastic transition to what I'm going to suggest. Let's read this article okay. together. And you have no idea because it starts exactly with what you just said. It starts like that. So we're going to read the whole article together and discuss around it if you agree with that. Is Let's, it a good plan? Is it a long article? Let's go, everybody. So it starts like that. I'm going to put a little bit of music to make it a little bit more dramatic. Lockdown may have left you missing your friends, but me, I miss my shoes. Did you miss your shoes, Sonia? Well, I didn't stop wearing my shoes, so I didn't miss them. They were right there on my feet. It's funny. I knew the answer because, uh, well, she's my wife. I, I see her every day. Okay, Thank so God. maybe I wasn't wearing suits. Maybe I was wearing more dressed-down items with the yes. shoes, but the shoes stayed. Always your shoes. Your yes, beautiful Oxford shoes. and your beautiful derbies. And I know you have a, a brown that you love. You can, you can tell the brown. It doesn't yeah, matter here. Le, what what le, is the brown? Le Lotusse. Yes. We say Lotusse. Mama Mallorca. Yes, it's Lotus. Yeah. Lotusse, they say in Spanish. It's a beautiful factory from, uh, it's a maker from Palma de Mallorca, which is on the, the Balear Island in that's Spain. It. And they're doing beautiful shoes for women. That's true. That's uh, true. Difficult to find nice classic shoes for women that don't look masculine. So it, it is, happy to yeah. find them. Anyway. Yes, anyway. And uh, me, I was wearing shoes too. I never stopped wearing shoes. Uh, well, but I must confess, you know, that if you're listening to Sotoyal Talk since a long time, or been reading Parisian Gentleman or my books, you probably know I'm not a big fan of loafers. But, uh, well, I must confess that during the lockdown, I was happy to have my soft loafers from Corte. You've yet to wear a penny loafer. I don't know if that will ever happen. But well, the other loafers, Belgium and the uh, Corte Gucci uh, well, like, I would say yes. soft loafer, horse bite, you say horse bit? Horse bit. Mm -hmm. Horse bit loafers. Well, mm -hmm. the thing is that penny loafers for me, I have this um, belief that it makes me look like a mathematic teacher. And if there's some mathematic teachers listening or watching this episode, um, I have nothing against you except the fact I was terrible at mathematics. Happy that they exist. We would be in trouble if they didn't. Of course. But nevertheless, uh, I, I was never comfortable stylistic-wise uh, uh, with uh, loafers. And then I discovered these soft loafers and then these Belgian loafers uh, from CNES in Vietnam that I'm wearing a lot and they're so comfortable and I love them. So I was missing my shoe. Let's continue with the reading of this um, article. And so Mr. Armstrong goes on like uh, this. He says, I miss my shoes, not my trainers. 
or work boots. I've been wearing those every day for three months. I miss real shoes. Cordovan leather, wing-tipped brogues, weighing a solid pound and a half a piece, black ankle boots in shiny calf leather. Do, do, do you think they really weigh half? One and a half I don't know. Piece. I have this impulsion to go put our shoes on the scale. Yeah, I, I, I never. I don't know. I never it's asked myself the silly. question. We don't know that. So well, actually, it is silly. Why won't we weigh our shoes? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we, yeah, this is we're gonna try and, and make the experience for that. And then he continues um, with something uh, very interesting. He said, "Weirder still, I miss cleaning my shoes and the turpentine smell." of the Polish. And as you know, Sonia, I can relate to that. Because polishing my shoes is one of the... Mem- oh, well, you know, I do two things that I love to do, is polishing my shoes and... Ironing. And ironing my shirts. And I don't how know how to explain this. It's almost like so kind of a spiritual moment for me. You say me. it grounds you. It grounds me. Yeah, it's exactly it. It grounds me and it makes me... I'm a kind of a hyperactive person. I have a tendency of overthinking. You're not hyperactive. You have a hyperactive mind, I suppose. Oh, right? yeah. Right? Is that a better way to say it? Well, I, I don't you're know. not running like physically around constantly, but your mind is. Is that right? What yeah, you, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, I don't know. I, can't judge <laughs> I think myself. that's true. I can judge myself. But what is true is that doing those two gestures, polishing my shoes and ironing my shirt, makes my brain cool down. And yes, I can yes. really be grounded. It's like having a physical activity, mm-hmm. but uh, which is closely linked to uh, my passion, which is men's style and elegance. And this is something I can relate uh, to with Mr. Armstrong about smelling, you know, the smell of the polish. I missed it a lot. And he continues like that. And I'm still going to put a little bit of music. I just want to say that the music, every music you listen the opening music, the illustration music, has been composed by our friend Justin Melan. We're very lucky to have him. He's a famous film composer in Los Angeles, and he composed those beautiful tracks for, for us. So we, we feel so privileged. He came have. here and visited us, yeah. and he got turned on to uh, Bourgogne wine. Yeah. So I think yeah. he's busy with the <laughs> cellar right now. Now he's a fan <laughs> of uh, Pomar and Nuit Saint-Georges and the, the holy yeah. land of wine. Not easy to find in America, that's, that's for sure. For sure. Wow, well, yes. not easy. Well, you can find them, but it's kind of expensive, actually. Anyway, let's continue with Mr. Armstrong. He says, I also miss my suits. I can't believe my eyes when I, when I read something. I said, I like to think they miss me too. And they droop despondently in a closet I don't visit anymore. Well, I have a question for you, Sonia. Uh, let's imagine we, oh, well, actually it's not big imagination because it happened to us uh, not long ago. We were quarantined in the house last month. And then imagine you can go outside today and uh, you have to visit for the first time, you're free again. Uh, which kind of outfit uh, or which kind of suit would you choose? Well, since we're not in Australia, they're experiencing winter right now in July. We are experiencing a very warm summer in some parts here. Mm-hmm. It's not so bad, but it is summer. So I only have two summer suits. So it would either be the Walker Slater um, wool linen silk blend, or I have a cotton suit from a small LEA, um in Italy. So one or the other. 
Well, uh, the Walker Slater uh, linen suit, we're going to show it because this is a visual podcast. So if you're listening to that in your, in your car, you will not be able to see the suit. But if you're looking at that on YouTube, you're going to be able to see the suit. It's a wonderful suit. And I love Walker Slater. This is our friend yes. from Edinburgh. Women ask me where to go. You know, when they're starting out, I'm, I normally say Walker Slater in Edinburgh. And I think they have a shop in London. And mm -hmm. they can be contacted for yeah. some online Nice people, Paul worker and Clara very nice people uh, um, stellar customer service and we're not doing advertisements here we're just actually no, just, just speaking friends. about our experience it's just our friends yes we that's can right these are our right. friends and they're doing a tremendous job that's right and for women so far it's probably among the best we've yeah, been finding so far yeah I think yeah. you're right okay uh, um, and me uh, if I had to uh, choose suits I would go immediately for summer suits, of course. And uh, I would go for my mana suits. So I'm going to show it to you. It's my double-breasted in tropical wool. I love this suit because it's, uh, it's extremely light. It's, it's a mix of uh, wool, uh, linen, and cotton. And, uh, and also I would go for my, uh, of course, double-breasted in linen uh, from Digital Core in Napoli. Beautiful double-breasted. I got some problem, you know me, uh, with linen at the beginning because it was too much wrinkled for me. But I learned to... You, you couldn't know. iron a suit either. You can't iron a linen suit. So that was freaking you out a little bit. But yes. then you got used to the charm of it, I guess. It is the charm. Say, yeah. This is the charm. If you wear That's a linen right. suit, it's because it has charm. So let's continue reading uh, Mr. Armstrong. I can't believe I read this. It's almost like science fiction for me to read that. He says, Another absent smell, the slightly chemical whiff of pressed shirt back from the cleaner. Sorry, Mr. Armstrong, no, we, we never put our shirt to the cleaner. No, we use our washing machine. We use our washing machine. But and not our use, dryer. <laughs> no, no, you just hang your shirts and then you iron them yourself. You have to learn how to iron your shirt. I've seen a video from our friend Luca Rubinacci yeah, himself it's very good, actually. in Napoli, and he's very good at ironing. It is, it is. Mentioned, don't wash those shirts in hot water, or they're going to get smaller, so be exactly, careful. Exactly. Don't give bad recommendations, we have to be careful. That's correct. Wash your shirt at 30 degrees. Tepid. Around yeah. 30 degrees, specifically since it's very fine Egyptian cotton. But please, gentlemen, don't bother your wife to do your ironing. Iron your shirt yourself. You will see it's a kind of a, it's not degrading at all. It's uplifting thing. And I love, and, and I really love it. So sorry, Mr. Armstrong, we don't put it to the dry cleaner. But I think it's more an American habit than the European habit. We don't have many dry cleaners. I think you're right. I think yeah, it is. Yeah, unfortunately. So let's continue. And he says, I miss, God help me, wrestling cufflinks into mm. those shirts in the morning most of all, I'm looking forward to putting on a tie again after this miserable pandemic is over. You know what? Somebody saying, I can't wait putting a tie again. I have to put some music to celebrate this. <laughs> Bravo. But I'm the one doing your cufflinks. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible that a guy can say, Hallelujah, Mr. Armstrong, you are a hero. You are a hero of a whole generation. That you say to the people, I miss wearing a tie. I can't believe that. I'm so happy. Me to too. The people this. who are putting forth the effort because they love it. I'm sure they're happy as well. Exactly. So, unfortunately, he continues. Uh-oh. Well, he says... I don't know what you're going to say. Well, he said, that puts me in the minority. 
It does. And it's probably true. It's probably true. Certainly my friends, whom I admit to missing a little too, his friends. He's a funny guy. I like the way he writes. He said, uh, certainly my friends consider me an oddball. To them, shoe polish and ties and all the rest of the junk I long for is emblematic of a higher, I don't know how to pronounce that, hierarchical, how do you pronounce that? Hierarchical? Hierarchical. <laughs> you got me. I said it perfectly before. Hierarchical. I know. Okay, this is a fair. Hierarchical, whatever you call Hierarchy. that. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Of the hierarchy. So it's an emblematic of hierarchy, uncomfortable, and pretentious form of masculinity that is on its way out. So we're Hierarchical. coming back. Say again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just teasing you. Keep going. So you see, even him, you say, well, I, I admit that my friends say, okay, you're a guy from the past and, you know, it's all about being, uh, you know, the boss and this is an emblematic. But at last, at least he's defending us. And he says, he continues like that. If this is right, if this is a symbol of emblematic of something of an other era, Uh, of uncomfortable and preten pretentious form of masculinity, if this is right, only a crazy man would be looking forward to dressing up and greeting the reopened world because the good bit of quarantine is that it is casual Friday every day. That's right. Well, if we go a little bit beside the humor, if we put the humor, because this is kind of well put. This guy is kind of witty, actually. Let's put the humor, the humor aside. Casual Friday, every day during quarantine. I can understand people, they want to dress up again a little bit. They want to, you know, to be away of their tracksuits and jumps. What do you think about that? Yeah, you're Archeel. I finally got it. Sorry. Yes. Um, so... I don't know. It depends on the person. You know, if you mean me personally, of course, I want to have a reason to go out and dress up. But each person, I think, is going to have their own opinion on it. I mean, remember in the previous um, podcast, we talked about us being the rebels. So he feels like he's an oddball, but maybe he could view himself as a rebel, which to me is a po positive thing. Yeah, but there's also maybe a, it's a kind of a reaction to all this thing that as if we were trying to react to the fact that we were somehow trapped without an, uh, some kind of a loss of freedom. And I'm very happy to read that for once, dressing up is reassociated with freedom. Before, it was specifically associated with a lack of freedom. Right, because you absolutely. had to dress up and you had to wear a tie. But philosophically speaking, I think this guy is right that maybe it's some kind of a way to express that we're free again. And this is really, I can tell, music to my ears. And I'm going to put a little bit of music <laughs> to celebrate that. Uh, because, yeah, it's a very interesting point. Let's continue. He says, um, if this is right, so he said, only a crazy man would be looking forward to dressing up and greeting the, to the reopened world because the good bit of quarantine is that it is casual, fri casual Friday every day. The last shackles of formality have been thrown off. When we return, the ascendance of informality, sincerity, and choice will be complete. Jeans and spandex all around. He's, I like his way of writing. And he continues like that. He says, my former colleague, 
Vanessa Friedman, I don't know, oh, she's, she's from the New York Times. Oh, okay. He said, my, my colleague Vanessa Friedman had written a rousing polemic arguing that after the pandemic, we will indeed get dressed. Uh, the article is called Capital D Dress. I don't know what that means. Mm. And, and she said, we will get dressed again. This is because, just as in past crisis, style will help us define how the crisis has changed us and how a new world will be made. Exactly what we just... She's speaking about women's dress. She's right? speaking yes. mostly about this. But it clothes. Can, yeah, it can also apply to men. Yes, clothes will do what clothes always do, which is a symbolize a moment and give it a visual shape. It's kind of clever, it this is perspective. Clever. But he said, but I note with some despair, and you were just a little bit ahead of what he was saying, Sonia, as usual, you understand very fast. He said, but I note with some despair that all of Friedman's examples, historicals and otherwise, are drawn from women's wear. Maybe this was by design, she does not say. But I suspect it was because if she tried to include men in her argument, it would have been in danger of falling down. Mm. And he continues to say, men have steadily backed away from capital D dressing over the course of my lifetime, and the trend is set to accelerate in the post-pandemic era. The function of the suit and tie in 2020 is almost purely as a professional uniform, the domain of politicians, of lawyers, and middle management. Upper management now are required to drop the tie to communicate their openness and sincerity. So once again, we come back to this. Well, honestly, between you and me, I'm going to use what this is ridiculous debate that if you wear a tie and if you want to wear a tie, is not. I, I, I don't want me, I don't want to wear a tie. First of all, show me a politician which is well-dressed. Just give me one name. Uh, uh, Obama? Uh, yeah, Barack Obama. Uh, maybe not very popular. Uh, to say it right now. <laughs> well, why not? No, no I'm oh. just I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Barack Obama. It was well. It was kind of a. But he, he, yeah, he was. He was a handsome man. Also, that's he had a, a nice demeanor. Yes, exactly. he carried himself well. He, well, he I guess also he Justin Trudeau close. from uh, that's Canada. That's a good one. Yes, yes. He's kind of well dressed. Yes, that's but right. it's very difficult. So don't say to me that good the point. suit mm -hmm. and the elegance is the domain of politician because it is not true. And then lawyers. Well, maybe in the U.S., I don't know. But in France, I can say they are really well dressed. I th no, 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 they all look like they went to a ready-to-wear place and just picked it, up something off the rack and yeah. ran with it. I think that this image is all wrong. I think that elegance has nothing to do with your profession. Why? Because you don't dress because you have to, because of your profession anymore, you dress up because you want to dress up. It's very difficult to explain to people. And now it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're an engineer, if you're a teacher, if you're a, a blue-collar worker, if you, whatever you do, if you want to dress up, you can be elegant, whatever you do. That's true. And I think people have an idea. Each one of us has an idea of what a guy in a suit looks like. Yes. And there's suits and then there's suits. Oh, yeah. And if you've got suits in your head, you're not going to wear going to want to wear a suit. But if you have suits in mm. your mind, I think that you might be tempted to, to try. Let's continue. You're absolutely right. Let's continue. And he says, who in America especially wears a suit for decorative purposes? Well, I do. 
well, I'm not living in America, but decorative. Uh, is that uh, like I, an I, I, affectation? I, maybe I don't understand the, the word decorative. I don't decorative. understand it either. Whatever he says, there is enough demand at the very top of the income scale to keep Keaton's New York outpost. So Keaton, for the people who don't know, is this famous Neapolitan uh, tailoring house. Uh, the, at one moment, they were employing like almost 350 tailors. It's a kind of a, it's an incredible company, right? Yes. And they were crafting suits. Uh, they still are crafting suits strictly by hand in a fantastic atelier. And of course, the prices are extremely expensive because it's all made by hand. And so he said, there is enough demand to keep Keaton's New York outpost going, selling 10,000 of the rack suits to private equity barons. And Savile Row Trunk Show Still, trunk shows, sorry, you know what a trunk show is? When a tailor is going in a hotel or somewhere and receiving and fitting his clients abroad. A lot of people do this, Sonia. But now they team up. Usually you'll have a tailor teaming up with a shirt maker, teaming up with a shoemaker, and yes. they get together. Yes, yes. do a trunk uh, show together. We were recently in New York and we met our friend. I know um, Sartoria Sabino was doing a trunk show in New York. Yes. And they were, he was accompanied by the shirt maker that we like. Salvatore um, yes, Piccolo. Yes, Piccolo, right. And the shoemaker that we like, Paolo Scafora. So they usually group. This is what the trunk show. Justin shows. Fitzpatrick. But Justin Fitzpatrick to, to, uh, took us over there to exactly. meet them. I remember that. That yes. was funny. You know, men's style and sartorial uh, inclined people is a very small world. We have friends around the world. Whatever. So he explained that. So Savile Road trunk show still cross the Atlantic. But for most men, the walls are closing in. There is no capital D dressing with the exception of the odd black tie even where men get to pantomime as James Bond. Where I'm think, I liked Mr. Armstrong very much at the beginning, but it started <laughs> to become a little bit... Um, well, we, we'll see where it goes. And he said, men, to the degree that they chew their clothes carefully, now almost always choose sportswear, a category explicitly designed to telegraph its casualness to the world. T-shirts hoodies, and so on, you know. And they expect others to follow this trend. Well, we, I don't know, maybe the figures are against us in that. I can tell you that, uh, well, in shoe... Football. I think we covered a lot of that in the first podcast. And yes. so there's a lot of different uh, views and motivations. And I don't think you can summarize it in a sentence or two, do you? That's right. I, so in this case, you're asking me to continue reading, right? Well, yeah, because we just covered it in the first, and if you agree, that is. Yes. And, and to be honest, this is life. So we didn't read the article in full before doing this podcast and video. So we're discovering with you, it's, it's, it's live, literally. So why is the arc of history bending inexorably towards track suits, Bottoms. My personal enemy. No, I have two personal enemies. It's <laughs> cargo shorts. Cargo shorts and camouflage cargo shorts. Camouflage cargo shorts is the worst <laughs> in the world. And uh, and uh, track suits um, pants with uh, not track suits. Uh, how do you call this? Sweat pants. Sweat, Sweat pants. pants. Yeah. I can't believe people can wear this in the street. It's almost an offense to humanity. Listen, everybody, we are live and we have to, we are live on the video. So we have to change a little bit the battery of the camera. And so he has to do something. Um, customers have to do something. Uh, so I'm going to put a little bit of music so that he can reset the camera. So stay with us. We're going to be back in exactly 10, 15 seconds. We put some beautiful piano from Justin Melan. And 
the time that the cameras are resetting, we continue recording so you understand. We do a podcast, we do a video, we, we try to mix all this. We've been speaking exactly since 28 minutes. I hope you enjoy it. We enjoy ourselves. You have no idea how happy we are just to do this. I'm interested to, to find out how many people listen in the car. Oh, wow. And I hope they'll send us a note if that's the case. <laughs> if you're in your car, be prudent. Thought. And uh, I hope you wear a tie. I hope you wear a pair. Like, okay, today, for those who, who don't have the video, I'm exceptionally not wearing a jacket. And you know why? Because it's too hot. And I'm, and I'm at home and it's acceptable not to wear a jacket because it's, it's inside my own home. And we decided with Sonia to be both of us in, uh, in our uh, shirts, but with some suspenders. And so I think it's That's probably a first because we never plan what we're going to wear according to each other. No, but when I saw you with a suspender, I said, oh, for, for once I'm going to copy you. Because you're experimenting with suspenders well, now. Well, I mean, yeah. you wear it specifically well, but that's another that's story. So uh, let's continue because there's something that uh, this man said that I really agree with, and he says this. Why is the arc of history bending is inexorable to a tracksuit bottom? I am not sure. And we agree with him. The standard answer that we prioritize comfort now is hopelessly circular. Mm. We are at ease when we are dressed correctly. Suits are comfortable. They are designed to be. And we can testify. You can explain to our listeners and the people who are watching suits Specifically, when there are bespoke suits or made to measure, they are comfortable for yes, many reasons. Unless you gain 10 pounds, but otherwise they're super comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but when you mean comfortable, I wanted you to explain the armhole. Oh, the yes, arm because side. the ar high armhole, I think, is the first reason. You can even, Fred Astaire is our prime example yeah. of a guy who wore suits with high armholes and he danced like nobody's business. And it was as if he were wearing a track suit, if you looked at him. So I think that's the key, yeah. key point. And also, uh, the trousers are much more comfortable in a suit than blue jeans, in my opinion. You have a lot of room to move around. That's it's for nice sure. nice fabric. That's like, for sure. Mm, I think it's, it's nice. all a matter of experience. It is. Once you have experienced a very comfortable suit, yes. you can't say anymore that suits are not comfortable. But the, that's right. the downside or the upside, I know how to say it, is that you can't buy a uh, crappy suit anymore. You have to go to quality. So that yes. means buy less, but buy, buy better, better, which is the motto of everything we and do. And take care of what you buy. And take care of what you buy, because it can last a long time if yes. you maintain it properly. Let's continue, because we are going, heading slowly to um, the end of this article. He said, the other argument that the world has become less higher Archical? I'm not going to do it again. I can't, I can't say it. I'm French, you know. Archical. Ear archical. Ear like your ear. No, say it for me. Ear archical. Ear archical. Very complicated. So there are no argument that the world has become less hierarchical. <laughs> so our clothes no longer needs to signal our status is juvenile. And mm. I agree with you. Mr. Armstrong, I want to meet you. The way we signal status may change. Our obsession with it does not, I'm afraid, is right. And that's one of the most biggest problems of humanity. People want to show their status. And this is something we have to fight against because, in my opinion, real elegance, you don't have to show a status. 
And I've been, we've been covering this many, many times, especially when we're speaking about watches recently. Uh, when I do, did the selection on YouTube of my favorite watches, I was going for very discreet watches because for us, discretion, you can be dashing, but it's not about your status. It's about the pleasure you take. Because the point of wearing something nice is to draw attention to yourself as a person, yes. not attention to some item you're wearing on your body. And even less to some stupid logo. Well, or yes, oversized of logo. That's this three is, times the price of something. Yes. And I predict made. that this is the end of logos in the mid run because even mm. in some countries who are still brainwashed by logos, I hope, I hope, I pray that it will stop at one moment because this is ridiculous, literally. Let's continue. He says, in any case, I'm trying to keep my hopes up. Good for you, Mr. Armstrong. Capital D dressing for man. Generations on the wane might make a comeback in the post-pandemic world. I hope you are right and we are working every day for that. Yes, Sonia, yes. we have so many young people who are writing to us, who are following us, who are thanking us. Not only us, people of our community, because uh, being elegant changed our life, literally. Yes, I don't even think um, that people listening could even comprehend how many people write us and how many people tell us they love classic style. Once they tried it, they want to keep going, and it's an addictive practice that's changed their lives, and it's surprised me. Yeah, yeah. and not only... They like it for themselves, but they receive a lot of compliments, even from their mother, from their family, from their girlfriends. So it's a kind of a, it's almost a paradox. But this, Mr. Armstrong, gives us a little bit more, even more energy to continue preaching for a more elegant world. That's true. And just one last thing. I mean, when I talk about these letters, you get really emotional when people say they felt like they were invisible before. And mm -hmm. when they started wearing quality clothes, they just had all these life changes and yeah. this real transition. And I can't even believe that. It's what yeah. they're wearing on their bodies that's making a difference in their lives. That's really hard to believe. Yeah, it's emotional for me because uh, who are you to, to, to pretend to change the life of people? I don't right. have the pretension to do that. But if we do, it's emotional. Yeah, it's touching. We receive some really touching letters. One day we may do a podcast on that, but it's very personal. You know, some people mm -hmm. are really saying some beautiful thing that they have a different, different vision in life. But I witnessed this myself when yeah, I started yeah. to really go into bespoke shooting and really take care by less but by more. I felt I was a new man. Now let's finish mm -hmm. the last paragraph on Mr. Armstrong. We love you, Mr. Armstrong. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you live, probably in New York or in London. But you're a great guy. You give us a lot of energy. So he says... Perhaps when we return to the office in a still uncertain world, and that's for sure, the, the, the world is uncertain for sure, we will realize that a job is a privilege, something to be lived up to and dressed up for. That's a beautiful sentence. I repeat it. We will realize when we return to the office in a still uncertain world that a job is a privilege, something to be lived up to and dressed up for. And when our social lives are back to normal, and we hope as soon as possible, man might recognize again the power and the pleasure of looking good. What man, after all, really looks their best in tracksuit bottoms? 
Wow, Mr. Armstrong, nice way to wrap it we're up. gonna we're gonna carve a statue <laughs> with your name on it. And the last the last sentence, he says, the chances of a reversals are admittedly slim, and we agree. Mm -hmm. We still have a lot to do. This is, the war is not over, and it's not a war actually. The battle is still very long. But he says, but whatever the new world looks like, I will greet it with polished shoes. Isn't oh, it beautiful? Good for him. Yeah, I think this man... So, we just wanted to share this article. This is the first time that I uh, hear an article like that that gives us a little bit of hopes. I mean, we had hopes because we know our community. We know that the young people are back in classic style. Well, we're sort of on the inside. We get these, these letters and exactly. people contacting us. But it's nice to be publicly acknowledged like yeah. that. It's and by the nice. financial time. I mean, it's not uh, the, the little um, newspaper around the corner. This is a major exactly. newspaper. And, um, and, so, um, the, the, and the person for the New York Times. So something's happening. Yes. We hope something's happening for the better. Thank we you, do. Sonia, for sharing this uh, new era of Satoral Talks with us. Thank you, Cosmos, for being yes, with thank us. You, thank you, everybody, for listening in your car, for thank looking you. on YouTube. As usual, you can comment, you can like, you can share, you can contribute to everything we do. And we are so happy to be back with you. And let's dress up again. Cheers, yes. my friends. Cheers. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>